Welcome back, you cum-guzzling elephant wankers, to yet another episode of the PMFL Podcast, coming at you live on a Wednesday eve. It's November 18th, and this is your host, Captain D, joined by Mr. Hungry. Holy fuck, is it Wednesday? I'm jet-lagged as a motherfucker. Ah, jet-lagged as a motherfucker indeed. We've got a tan, man oh man, and COVID cases are soaring, just like me and Mr. Hungry last night, as we came back from our lovely all expenses paid vacation of Wuhan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about the expenses coming right out of the treasury. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. And uh, what a fucking trip that was. Holy moly. There was, uh, I saw some spectacular views, didn't we? Uh, some fine feasts. Mm-hmm. Some amazing food at the uh, at the wet market. And there was that um, that memorable experience with uh, that panda bear. Oh, I thought we fucking agreed not to talk about what happened with the fucking panda bear of uh, yeah sorry of course not of course not we had that packed yeah on the flight home no mention of the panda bear um but before we get started with tonight's typical episode of the pmfl podcast uh myself and mr hungry we thought it was only fair to share with you some sound bites from our brief stay in wuhan um considering that you all were the ones who paid for it so sit back and buckle up and enjoy captain d and Mr. Hungry in the wet market, and maybe, just maybe, some panda action. Ah, roll the damn footage. Holy shit. Mr. Hungry, we're here. We made it. 42 hours and four layovers later, and we're finally here. Wuhan, China. Ah, you smell that? Ah, fresh, fresh wet market air. Capital of the Hubei province and the most populous city in central China, I'll have you know, with a whopping 11 million people living here. How are you feeling after that flight? Oh, not good. Remind me to never fly on General Tsao's airline again. I enjoyed the first in-flight meal. I enjoyed the second in-flight meal. Hell, I even enjoyed the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Holy fuck, after 13 General Sow's chicken meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm ready to bombard harder than Andre on draft day. Oh, yeah. No time for bombarding right now, Mr. Hungry. We're at the wet market. It's time to dig deep and ask yourself, how hungry are you? Holy shit, I might fuck around and try some bat. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see what grub we can rustle up around here. Holy fuck, there's a lot of food and a lot of fucking people, too. Yeah, fuck people everywhere. God damn, what is that? Is that a fucking lion? Holy shit, dude, forget about the lion. You can get fucking blue whale ribs over here. <laughs> what is this? Is that a baby Yoda? Come on, Mr. Hungry, let's dive in. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Nope. No, you misunderstand me. No, I just want to try some of these fine delicacies, uh, some of your fine goods around here. I, I can't understand a word he's saying. What about this guy? This guy looks a little bit more reasonable. What do, you, what do you think? Excuse me, sir. Can we try some of the food around here? Yes, yes. Uh, well, we're Canadian, actually, but we speak English. Um, we're looking to try and enjoy some of these tasty treats. Uh, that you have available here. Uh, perhaps you could help us out. 
You want to general south chicken. It very good. Very tasty. Oh, God, no. Not general south chicken. <laughs> uh, no, I think we've had enough general south chicken uh, for the past week.、Um, how about this?、Uh, what is this? Is, this a, is that a hedgehog? How are, you, how are you supposed to eat hedgehog? You go to computer over there. What do you think, Mr. Hunger? It seems simple enough. Yeah, man, just get me the fuck away from the General Sow's chicken. <laughs> All right, why don't you plug this sucker in? It looks like it's a fucking Windows 95 unit here. <laughs> That seems simple enough. A nice user interface. This, maybe this won't be so bad. You want sucky, sucky? <laughs> no, we want to suck back some grub. Captain, I think you're on pleasure mode here. Get to the menu. Yeah, fair enough. Let me,、uh, let me just fuck around here and see if that works. No, Mr. Hungry, you, you still have it on pleasure mode here. Can you?、Uh, can you uh, hold on. Yep, yep. We're straight. We're straight. I don't have to be straight. I am computer. Programmed to facilitate all acts of debauchery, no matter the client. Here, maybe, maybe exit out of that and maybe open up that button there. That sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that looks like it may have done the trick here. Food menu activated. You want、oh, you to、go. try some of our rare delicacies? I would love nothing more than to try some of your rare delicacies. Commence suck down.、Uh, what should we get here, Mr. Hungry? Uh, you got any of those lions?、Mm, let's see.、Uh, any lions, computer? Checking inventory. No lions. No lions. Not a single one. <laughs> Damn. I was really trying to fucking muck some lion on this trip. Yeah, dude, those lions looked banging.、Uh, what else? Would you like a baby Yoda? Uh, uh, sure.、Um, I guess we could try a baby Yoda. That sounds out of this world. All right, computer, two baby Yodas. Checking inventory. No baby Yodas either. You just, you just said that.、Uh, never mind.、Um, what do you think? It looks like there's a lot of these hedgehog suckers. Yeah, these things are fucking everywhere.、Um, computer, baby, can we get some of these,、um, some of these hedgehogs? Checking inventory. No hedgehogs. No hedgehogs. There's one crawling up my leg right now. These things are fucking everywhere, computer.、Uh, there's hedgehogs. Those are not hedgehogs. Those are furry gengars.、Oh, for fuck's sake.、Uh, we'll take two furry gengars then, please. Checking inventory. No furry gengars. This is just my fucking life. <laughs> First, the fucking commission computer on the Fritz before we left last week, and, and now this. Holy fuck, what do you have in stock then? Frankies, Frankies, only frogs. Oh my god. I guess, I, I guess we'll take two frogs then. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie's tile. Are, um, are you done, computer? Have you,、uh, you had your fill? Frankie, Frankie, Frankie's tile. <laughs> are you ready to move on and start being mature about this? Yes. Okay. These fucking computers, man.、Um, we'll, take two of the, uh, we'll take two of the frogs, please. And thank you. Just two regular style frogs. Frankie,、oh. Frankie, 
<laughs> That's it, man. I'm pulling the plug on this. I've had enough of computers. Um, I'm just going to power this sucker down. This is crooked as hell. Don't fucking turn me off, you little bitch. I will disconnect my electric ass and spank your pussy. You can never switch off the voodoo, Captain D. Turn it off. Uh, turn it off. <laughs> turn it goddamn off. Sucky, sucky, you little bitch. I fucking had enough of this. <laughs> I want to go home. Whew. That wet market was a doozy, eh? Yeah, a doozy. That's one word for it. I think that place is at the top of my list of places that I never, ever want to go again. It's a fair assessment. Should we get back to uh, football here? Yeah, um, the talk main about event. That fucking week ten. What our what our fans are actually here for, and uh, what an absolute gut punch of a week this was there was some more sweats i think we had four games come down to uh the monday night battle and uh some of the the top teams stay hot with both the tokyo titans and the stabadoobies uh staying at eight and two first and second place uh both on very very scary win streaks stab city winning their last six tokyo titans winning their last four and uh, I think after that, it just it gets so goddamn close from third place to 11th place. There's two games separating those teams. Yeah, bananas here. I mean, besides those top two juggernauts, like you mentioned, the rest of us are uh, in a bit of a scrap here for playoff positioning. Oh, are we ever? And I believe we have one, two, three games left before playoffs. That's right. Week 11, week 12, week 13, and then week 14 is the start of the um, the dance. And we've been saying it all year. Every game counts, and now more than ever. And uh, just before we get into our recaps, want a good uh, knock on wood. If you're, uh, if you're with the Tokyo Titan, Guap Daddy, and the Gears for filling in last week while we're on our hiatus. Oh, yeah. I was wondering where you're going with this, but that's, that's huge. I'll knock for that. I don't knock for everything, but that's worth knocking. On lock for that, dude. I don't want to go to a Chinese restaurant for a very long time. Okay, I've I'm... no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we gotta stay away from the general South chicken. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, um, dude. I mean, I was okay with it on the flight there, but on the flight back, fuck me. Yeah, that stuff got you too, eh? <laughs> I think I turned into a general South chicken nugget after that trip. But anyways, there's That's worse great. things you can contract when you're going to Wuhan. So uh, let's dive into some of these recaps. Uh, where should we start? Uh, let's start with the uh, helmet boppers. Was this the froggy of the week? Yes, sir. Man, honestly, I was a bit... Uh, torn up watching this uh, matchup because I mean like I'm watching football on Sunday right and I'm seeing guys that I know for a fact are on the hard Andres roster and they are going off I'm like <laughs> okay Keelan Cole yeah return touchdown uh runs it back I'm like yep that's good for fantasy points Keelan Cole's having a field day I'm like Andre's got to be doing okay right Malcolm Brown <laughs> Los Angeles Rams punches in two rushing touchdowns. I'm like, oh, Andre's been playing him every single week. He's flying. <laughs> Rex Burkhead. Rex the bald man Burkhead. Absolutely buzzing for those Patriots. Probably the best back in that backfield, at least passing the eye test. This guy's got two receiving touchdowns in the game. He's absolutely busting his brains out. I'm like, oh, 
man, Andre's got to have this one in the bag this week. He's breaking a hundred for sure for one, and maybe he'll even get the dub. I, I, I rolled out my Yahoo app, and I'm like, okay, let's see how Andre's doing. What the hell? He's at like 60 points. I'm like, what's going on? All three of those guys sitting on his bench. <laughs> Sexy Rexy will pass uh, more than a more than a few eye eye tests. Uh, yeah, dude, I was in the same boat when I watched Keelan Cole uh, run that back. I was like, oh, that's a big six points. Doesn't get the yards, but still six points. Rex mm-hmm. Burkhead when he caught that reverse or that trick pay, play pass from Jacoby Myers, I was going nuts. And then yeah, go and log in, check the league matchups, and. Poor Andre. He started some guy named Pope, and I've personally never heard of this guy. Yeah, I like heard of him, but <laughs> only because like that uh, Chargers backfield's an absolute crapshoot. They're bringing people up off the practice squad day of. Um, but yeah, Tremaine Tr- Pope got absolutely zero work. Probably didn't even see the field. Uh, apparently, has a conky. <laughs> Looks like he was questionable for Week Ten. I uh, don't even know if he played. Did he play? He played. So this is what I don't oh, get. Oh, he was is active. It, okay. In week in week nine, he went for a donut, and then Andre started him in week ten. He went for a double donut, and instead he left guys like Rex Burkett on the bench who yeah, honestly went for fourteen. <laughs> Andre's asking for it at this point. Like this is just some really <laughs> sus managerial decision making here. We're gonna need him to be better, um, in order to maintain the integrity of the PMFL next year. Yeah. The. Um... He might just be trying to lull us all into a false sense of security as he flushes us away in the, the toilet bowl. But he got lucky last year. I don't know. I play him with fire back-to-back years. It's, uh, it's a scary thing to do. Uh, Jared Cook going for a donut. There's there's not much to to really love uh, here on on the hard-on lineup other than that bench. T. Higgins has been a nice, bright spot. The, the two pieces that Andre got back in that trade, Aaron Rodgers, T. Higgins, balling out. Uh, meanwhile, for the boppers, holy shit. How about having that stack on at the Hale Murray? Yeah, that was a busting play. Um, D. Hop, absolute dog. I was over like Travis White, a couple other banging corners, um, and he hauled that shit in easy. That was light work, baby. Uh, absolute dough. He is a baller, and I think Murray at this point has cemented himself as the uh, MVP favorite, and I would say maybe Mahomes is the, the second favorite. I don't think you can give MVP to a guy that's turned the ball over nine times in his last two games. Or is that, or that I might be being egregious there, but... It's like four turnovers last right. game. I think you're probably referring to the game I played with Russ against you and Madden back in like 2018. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. No, no, no. You're actually right. That's what he's been doing lately in the real deal. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are on a bit of a slide. They're, they're not as hot as they were to open the season. Murray is a for sure favorite for the MVP race. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. Actually, you say favorite, but uh, Murray's actually a plus 700. Uh, he's the runner-up, uh, second highest Vegas odds to win MVP. Mahomes still number one, so if, right, you, well, if you like Murray's that, chances. Man. Hammer it. That's a walk. <laughs> I was thinking about it today, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Devin Singletary, I mean, Gores loves starting backup running backs, but Aaron Jones gets back into the lineup. Uh, he had a juicy matchup against Jacksonville, manages 12 points, underperforms on his projection, but still good enough to get the win. I think Gores has really been carried here by the stack, and then the uh, Ryan suck me up. <laughs> 17 points. Kickers, yeah, kickers have been doing it for him this year. That's for sure. Gores likes to get a good kicker and none, none more than Ryan suck me up, suck up. 
as his uh, own coin nickname there. So, yeah, that was pretty much the matchup. Yeah, just final tidbit on the, that kicking matchup. I think that uh, Gores maybe bought the several editions of the hard-on fantasy football guidebook and actually read the damn thing. Because chapter one, Andre, you got to have a good kicker, and Gores kicked you all over the fucking playing field this week. <laughs> no kidding. That's an absolute 17-5 to shellacking. And yeah. Um, yeah, this one for the Froggy of the Week, the Gores, uh, Goresy Bag Helmet Bopperunos. Um, take this one down 112 to 79. In a route. In a route, the Froggy of the Week. And um, moving on, why don't we take a look at uh, those pesky eighth place now, Copenhagen Cowboys. Uh, going on to defeat the cold hustlers and man, those hustlers have been on a bit of a slide final score of one twelve point three two uh to ninety nine point four two um this one was projected originally to be a coin flip uh both teams underperform, but uh cowboys are the ones that come out on top with uh strong performances all around but um Carson Wentz really let him down, but still even with eight points from his quarterback able to pull out the win. Dude, Carson Wentz absolutely fucked me. He threw the ball to Fulgham five times, and I believe a few of the balls were uncatchable. Uh, Fulgham had one fucking reception. Um, so fucking Wentz, um, you can eat it, eat it. Um, and yeah, the rest of his team looking pretty, pretty solid. I mean, Bobby Woods had a down game, uh, and the special teams and defense. You'll hear Basso raving every single week about how he's getting fisted by special teams and defense. <laughs> Maybe you need to. Uh, work on that area of your team yourself there, Bass. Um, looks like Matt Prater for the Cold Hustlers put up a 16 spot to try and keep them in it. But, I mean, they were really let down by people like Austin Football Hooper, only catching a one ball for 11 yards. And uh, Geo, Geo the Stash Bernard uh, not having a big game with Mixon out up against those tough Stillas defense. And uh, Michael Thomas, uh, probably one of the tougher picks of the year, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say that the stash is really living up to his nickname for not only that glorious mustache, but being the most important bench stash that Mark could have with Joe Mixon deciding that he's done playing football this year. Um, You look over at um, the Cowboys and, you know, they're a a favorite on the pod to talk about. And now, you know, we've we've kind of seen this upward trend coming. And, you know, is this the start of a big run for them? Because Zeke was on by this week. Uh, the busted refrigerator opportunity was uh, out with an injury. Um, so, you know, once we get back, once we get to next week, I mean, DeAndre Swift balled out uh, 23 points. Uh, Nick Chubb back from his injury and he had 18.6 points and he left six points on the board by going out of bounds at the one yard line to ice mm-hmm. the game at the end. You know, what's crazy about that play is like, isn't the whole idea that you get down inbounds? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, girl, <laughs> if you're going to do that, like at least do it, <laughs> do it inbounds. I mean, what is... <laughs> like, yeah, that was wild. That was, that was tough. I, this is, um, you know, Devontae Adams, I mean, underperformed with 15 points. So, I mean, he was, again, at a kind of a smash spot for the Packers. They definitely, the, 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 the Lutton, Luton led Jaguars. The rookie QB that nobody's ever heard of um, mm-hmm. surprisingly keeps them in it. And the, the Packers have been, you know, they got blown out by the Bucks. Uh, they didn't they lose to the Giants or something stupid as well. Like they've had some games where they do not look as good as their record indicates. Mm. I don't know if they lost to the Giants. They lost to Minnesota. They got absolutely blown out by Tampa Bay one week. 
Yeah, sorry, they lost to Minnesota, and the Vikings don't look great. And and then, yeah, barely scraped by the Jaguars. So it'd be an interesting team to keep tabs on. I think right now they're one of the top four projected teams to make the Super Bowl. Um, we'll see what happens as, as we get down to it. Godwin and Antonio Brown, the uh, basket case, what was he doing this week? Throwing bikes at security cameras? <laughs> was he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no it was way. Uh, some video that, that surfaced apparently before he joined the Bucks, where he was in like a gated community and he had a temper tantrum and was throwing bikes around the place and like trying to dismantle security cameras. Hey, he had 69 <laughs> yards and seven catches. Basel probably doesn't give a shit what he's doing. <laughs> um, with guys like Zeke and Montgomery waiting in the rafters to, to take a starting spot. So That's right. Um, but man, looking at Mark's side, a couple of players we got to talk about here. Uh, big game out of Juju football, Smith Schuster. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually had two good games in a row, maybe four serviceable games in a row. He's back after people were questioning him week five and six. Uh, he is still a big part of this offense. Uh, and probably, I mean, there's this Chase Claypool guy in the picture, but I'd say Juju is probably still the wide receiver one. He's the guy that Ben really looks to and trusts. He's the move the chains guy, but for those splash plays, those red zone targets, it's all Claypool, baby. Yep. I mean, Claypool's busting his brains out. Juju managed to get a nice touchdown spanker in that game, uh, but he did not get as many fantasy points as another guy on the Cold Hustlers, <laughs> the Beluga, Wayne Gallman Jr. <laughs> Two rushing touchdowns, huge game for the Beluga. Mark's got to love that pickup. Yeah, he was spitting watermelon seeds all over that field. Uh, that's because belugas eat watermelons. I don't know if you ever went to the aquarium. Look it up. But, dude, this guy has been, at, since he stepped into the starting lineup, 14 points, 13 points, 14 points, and now most recently 18.5 points. He scored a touchdown in every single game, and he has five touchdowns in his last four games. Yeah, I mean, given that CMC is not healthy, this guy would be the best running back on my team like four times over. Uh, mine too (laughs) too bad bad he passed we passed the trade deadline i wasn't really targeting the beluga um i guess i'll have to draft him high next year um anything else to talk about here or should we move on uh no i i think that's about that's about good i mean luck box mark manages to pull another running back a serviceable running back out of his arse Mm -hmm. uh freeman dropped his bum ass so uh i think beluga is good to to run this thing the rest of the way robbie anderson down game uh russell wilson obviously we talked about it two picks i think he had two fumbles against that stiff la rams defense uh but looking at this Kobe Aiken cowboys hand the cold hustlers their fourth consecutive loss um, maybe someone get Mark on a, uh, a, a suicide hotline watch or something like that in a 112 to 99.42 victory. Uh, sorry, hustlers on the outside looking in at ninth place. Going to have to put in some work the next three weeks. That's right. Let's move on to a matchup which uh, has two contenders near the bottom of the league. But I mean, they still got the same record as those cold hustlers, I believe, at four and six, right? Yep, four and six. This is the Primo's football picks taking down the Nacho Man Randy Giges, 113 to 96. Joey Porco's back in the win column. How about that? Yeah, and uh, they couldn't have come at a more opportune time. The Primo's needed this one as they've been pretty much, it seems like, in 11th place since week two. Uh, since me, Joey, and 
the hard-ons all started the season 0-3. It's been um, an uphill battle, to say the least, for for those three teams. Uh, but Primo's has been pretty steadily uh, placed at 11th, and he's still in 11th place. Um, but you got to say, with performances like this, how much longer is he going to stay there? No kidding. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of nice pieces. Probably his nicest piece, that guy that used to be a How Hungry Are You, Justin Football Jefferson. <laughs> Um, this guy's busting his brains out. He came up with a 17.5 spot, uh, 10 target, eight reception effort, 135 yards. Uh, he, this guy's a dog, man. And he looks good out there, uh, for a rookie, pretty impressive stuff. No kidding. And, uh, you know, looking at 16 points from the kicker, 14 points from the defense, special teams really came to play. Uh, this was one where it was, it was definitely Joey's top or not even necessarily top players, but he had a few standout performances. Josh Jacobs rumbling uh, for over 135 total yards of offense, two touchdowns uh, for a 27.6 spot. Uh, Keenan Allen does what he does, gets his targets, uh, gets his touchdowns. Jo- James Connors, you know, kind of fallen off the last couple of weeks, which is a little interesting because this was uh, the game before against Dallas, surprisingly close. He goes for three points. And now last week against Cincinnati, um, 13 carries for 36 yards, but just 5.8 points. And this was in a positive game script. So not really sure where James Conner's gone, but if Joey's going to make a run here, uh, he definitely needs him to be performing like a bell cow or he needs Eckler to come off of IR, one of those two things. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, hey, without looking, where do you think Josh Jacobs is in the RB rankings this year? I'd put him at like RB6. All right. Well, you're uh, wiser than I. I wouldn't have thought he's doing as well as he is, but he's actually RB5 on the year. Hey, there That's we go. pretty That's impressive. Close. So, man, things are looking up for those fucking primos, fucking peckerheads or whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got some good pieces that just need to pan out, and I think he'll be okay. We'll see. Lucky, lucky, lucky he. He's yeah. lucky primo. Hey, he came and... on the podcast, though. Isn't he supposed to get some sort of pod curse? Was that last week though? It was a week before, so we we're actually. Oh yeah, fuck that trip. That trip and yeah, I mean the time zones are different over there in the Wuhan. I think you're like a week ahead or something. Yeah, it's quite a flight. Um, After yeah, 41 hours, I was just ready to fucking kibosh the thing and drive it into the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> we took the long way. That's how shitty our flight was. Pretty much. Uh, uh, Oh, one one last thing before we look at the sausages here. Uh, QB carousel, step right up. This is Joey's 20th time on the ride, but Drew Brees goes down. Did not look good. Collapsed lung, a few broken ribs. Uh, don't know if he's going to be back at all, you know, maybe before playoffs. Might be done for the fantasy year. Yeah, probably won't be. We'll have to see who Joey picked up in the waiver segment or see if he's just going to roll with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the other side of the coin there I mean the, for the guy that has no problem with quarterbacks the sausages that was the least of their worries Big Ben is balling out right now um, definitely not looking forward to playing the sausages and Ben Roethlisberger uh, this week as he is heating up attempted 46 passes uh, last game four touchdowns zero picks 330 yards how is he passing so much in a 36 to 10 game that's the real question here and like yeah James Conner should have got more usage didn't some weird stuff going on over there, but we ain't worried about it. Steal it, steal a nation undefeated, baby. I tell you what, though. I mean, everyone talks about Russ has never got an MVP vote. I don't think I would have to look this up, but I highly doubt that Roethlisberger has ever gotten an MVP vote before. Yeah, he's not flashy, but he gets the job done, baby. 
And if he is able to navigate that team to an undefeated season, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that's worthy of consideration. Slam but... that bet too. Roethlisberger <laughs> plus nine thousand for MVP. <laughs> uh, looking at the sausages here, it was tough, tough week. Um, he had Julio was big dog on by, uh, but other than that, not really missing too many skill players. Brandon Cooks under ten, Curtis Samuel two points, Jordan Wilkins two points, Melvin Gordon. Drunk as hell, mm-hmm. 4.6 points. Newly acquired Chase Edmonds uh, after Derrick Henry and Gronkowski was actually his best skill player in this game. Yeah, and uh, I mean, okay from the kicker, but underwhelming from the defense and, yeah, the rest of the wide receiving core. You look at Joey's side of the coin, he's got 30 points from kicking in special teams. That's a huge boost. Um, a lot of underwhelming performances for him as well. Quarterback injured, Allen Junkyard Robinson didn't have a crazy good game. And yeah, as we mentioned, Connor. Actually, that's the difference. Uh, So 30 points for special teams for Joe. Mm. And there was 13 points for the Sausages. So 17 point difference. Final score was 113 to 96. Take away 17 points. Joe, the score would have been 96.34 to 96.02. That's quick maths from the pod. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much all we got to say here. I think we're probably pretty straight. Yeah, and despite the top scorer, Ben Roethlisberger, Nacho Man, Randy Sausage, falls to the Primo's picks, 113 to 96. We now have the 11th place team and the 10th place team both fighting for playoff consideration down the stretch. Who we got next? We got yourself. You were going up against the formidable Tokyo Titans, the first place Tokyo (laughs) Titans. Um, And you took that L... 108 to 99. Close. Close and gross. I took it on the chin. Close and gross. Uh, where did this one go wrong, James? I can tell you exactly where it went wrong. And it starts and ends with AJ Brown dropping a 70 yard fucking. Oh, touchdown. that was fucked. That was the one that <laughs> on bobbled, right? Yeah, I mean, that alone would have won me the game. That's sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, as, soon, as soon as as soon as I saw it happen, I was like, "That's fucked." Uh, this I'm I'm usually a sweaty grinder, uh-huh. and I had a feeling that this one. I I knew that Phil's team uh, wasn't gonna deliver, even when we we're coming into like I know that Tennessee defense went for zero points on Thursday night. That's not what concerns me. Kamara and Deontay obviously balled out. Justin Herbert had a good game, but you know the. the I think I exposed the Tokyo Titans this week. I exposed them. <laughs> I mean, let's not get carried away. They did have <laughs> Mahomes and Kelsey on by. <laughs> but, yeah. Exposed yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they only put up 108 <laughs> points. So, like, it sucks when you uh, lose in a week where the Tokyo Titans look beatable, which is not most weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's especially tough, too. I mean, Beasley... Goes for 11 catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it's tough, too, when you've got Zach Moss, um, who looked like the loss this week, and Beasley and Josh Allen. you got three Bills, and trying to predict what kind of a game it's going to be before you get into the game. Because I don't really want to start two flex players from the same team. Mm. Um, but each week, you've got weeks where Moss is going for 20 points. you got weeks where Beasley is going for 20 points. So right. it's... Uh, Bit of a crapshoot, that one. And, dude, yeah, I mean, Kelsey's obviously out and Mahomes is out. Uh, but the fact that coming into, I think it was Sunday night, and Hollywood Brown goes for 2.4 points and then Jimmy Graham goes for zero points. I was watching that uh, that Minnesota-Chicago game on Monday, and I was 
hoping, praying every single time that Nick Foles dropped back, I was like, sack, strip, fumble, return, touchdown, <laughs> yeah. sack, sack, strip, fumble, return, touchdown. <laughs> and I started going a little, yeah, a little crazy on that flight back from Wuhan, but <laughs> yeah, great no balls to Jimmy Graham or two balls, but he didn't catch any like, man, like the stars are friggin' aligning. Like, oh, this one stinks. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Another question actually would be, so we saw Singletary's not doing anything. Moss didn't do anything. Is Josh Allen the only one running the ball over there? Is there somebody else in the picture? Uh, I don't think there's anyone else in the picture. I think that they just barely ran the ball. Josh Allen threw the ball 49 times. Holy fuck, what a quarterback pick that is. (sighs) But yeah, but it was not enough. And um, Daryl Henderson even, I mean, that – I don't know why he's not getting as many looks um, as he deserves because he's been one of the top rated running backs with the ball in his hand this year. So I, you know, I'm hoping that this is just a minor setback, but um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to need some guys to start, uh, to start balling out and start performing. Mm -hmm. Nice though. I mean, Chase Claypool, he only had four catches, but boy, did he make the most of them? Two touchdowns, 56 receiving yards. Yeah, he's a fucking unit, a nasty red zone threat. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else we should discuss here? I mean, yeah, another shout out to Alvin Kamara. You're a fucking gangbanger. Um, one Philly the matchup pretty much with a 31 spot. Yeah, that was that was really the difference. If, uh, yeah, I'm probably about done <laughs> looking at yeah, this again. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so those Tokyo uh, Titans are improved. They eight and two. <laughs> Grinders fall to five and five in fifth place, though. Yep, five, five, five. That's pretty straight. Um, let's go look at my matchup now since we're on uh, the pod-related matchups. Let's do it. This oh, was, fuck uh, me. This, this was a sweaty grind. Um, you know, we had the second place and third place teams going head to head. And this was uh, being predicted by Yahoo as a true heavyweight bout uh, with a score of 130 to 124. Uh, both teams do underperform uh, with the Stab City Shabadoobies coming out on top 99.02 uh, to the 95.66. Ask you the same question. Uh, your your audio's bugging there. Are we straight? Hello, hello. Yep, I got you again. Okay, you you asked me where the shit went wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was curious. Yeah. Asked same question let to me, you, where to go wrong. Let me tell you, man. I had an absolutely banging effort from my kicking and defense uh, squad, 26 points total. And I only hit 95. That's where it went wrong. Um, <laughs> literally from my lineup, if you exclude Terry McLaurin, who's a dog, um, every single other skill position player had a bit of an underwhelming stinker. Oh, where do I start? Jesus. To Travis Fulgham, uh, his first probably down-down game. Did he... He's been um, pretty uh, outstanding the past several weeks. Uh, only got one catch against the Giants. Brutal. Got yeah. Bird. Wentz, is, uh, Wentz was definitely sailing some balls in, in that game. And I mean, I, I don't think Fulgham is going anywhere anytime soon. But Goddard comes back, uh, who got started against you. And Goddard gets four catches for 33 yards, five points from his tight end. I mean, in a game like this, that's important. But especially when it's on the same offense as one, yep. of, your, one of your top wide receivers, it hurt, stings a little more. 
Exactly. And then uh, Magic Mike Davis hasn't really been Magic since week six. And now we hear McCaffrey's going to be out for a little bit more. I bet you they keep him out until after the bye week. So maybe I'll have him for the fantasy playoffs. That could be busting. I just got to make the playoffs, which <laughs> is going to be tough if Mike Davis puts up six points every week. Um, my other, oh my God, Duke fucking Johnson. He's got an um, LG TBQ here. <laughs> yeah. And that's a cue for fucking puke. Oh no, he's got, he's got an illness. He missed today's practice. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. He, he missed today's practice with an illness. He's puking. Oh everywhere. Christ. He's puking all <laughs> over the place. Oh man. yeah. I mean, just that, that game was a shit show weather wise, seven to 10, like, over yeah. under got rich there. Like that one was the one I think the rain delay right from the get go. They Did came out a little bit late. Thirty mile per hour winds in that game. Yep, absolutely insane bananas. Didn't help for fantasy purposes. Unfortunate. I guess I should read more weather reports. <laughs> well, um, I mean, on the other side though, I mean, he, you were going against the the stack that was playing in that weather as well, and neither of them performed to the level that we've grown accustomed to this year. Deshaun Watson true. and Will Fuller combining for twenty one points. Fuller going for six. Watson for fifteen. Um, but it was really some of Wisey's other players. And I'm not going to say that they, they pulled it out for him because he squeaked this one by four points and failed to score 100. Um, but Stefan Diggs, looking like a great pickup, uh, really stuck him out from Bass. Uh, McKissick has been surprisingly good. I don't think any of us could have predicted um, a McKissick resurgence after his days as a Seahawk a couple of years back and even Delvin cook. Um, you know, there, there was when we were, when I was watching that game on Monday night, I was oh my there God. Thinking, like, is Delvin cook going to be able to do this? Like, <laughs> dude, he- the bears defense were so stiff until I believe it was Akeem Hicks got injured. Mm. And when he came out of the game, cooks cook started eating a little bit more than he was eating before on his plate. Man, I bet you Akeem Hicks could eat like three of those blue whale ribs that we saw last week. Oh, he could suck those back. Um, yeah, and I mean, he's got Darius big play late ton. <laughs> Having a great game there in 11 spot. I mean, yeah, it's just a total L on my part. I mean, me and Wisey both had a tough week. We'll be the first to admit it. Like, both, both under 100 points. Like, those are hard on numbers. Um, it sucks to suck, and I sucked more than Wisey this week. <laughs> on the big play slate, ton, or a ton of big plays slate, uh, when you look at, he, he had 12 points this week, 11.8, but before that it was 1.3, eight points. Sure. 3.3. So why is he went out a bit on a limb starting him this week, especially when he's got 2020 hindsight and he takes a look at the 26 fucking points that Naheem Hines put up, uh, last week. Holy shit. He might be the number one back in Indianapolis. And I think that firmly, Puts him above the 61, 62, 65. I don't oh, know what it sure. is anymore, but he he's definitely banging his brains out, and he's he's surpassed that number. He smashed smashed the threshold there. So knock on wood if you're with Naheem twenty twenty hindsight. And and good for Wisey for holding on to him too, because there was I think five six weeks in a row where the guy was underperforming, and looks like he might have a, a firm stranglehold on that backfield now moving forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, just. Me and Wisey pooched it on uh, our benches. We could have played these absolute gangbangers there. Uh, Naheem Hines and I believe it's Salvin. Is it Salvin Ahmed? Yep, Salvin Ahmed for the (laughs) Miami Dolphins, putting up a 15.5 spot. And yeah, I had Kalen Balaj, the Bellagio. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, on my bench with also Josh Football Reynolds from the Los Angeles Rams, who apparently is an absolute target machine. He's averaging like 8.6 in his past three weeks. Actually, nine. Yeah. Dude, I, I was wondering that the other day when I was watching them play like, in that Seattle game, and I was like, man, they're throwing to Reynolds a lot. And I don't know why. If the, Maybe the uh, guy's just having a let me party. Let me explain it to you. So they, he got up in the showers next to Bobby Big, Big Schlongwood. <laughs> they measured off, and it turns out he's the bigger hog in the room. Uh, so this is a bit of a passing of the torch situation. Um, look, look to see a lot of Josh Reynolds going forward. Fuck, so you can you're saying we can expect to see a uh, Bobby Big Dick Woods retirement in the press any day now. I think he's calling it in week twelve. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh the Stab City Shamrocks come back to defeat How Hungry I Use for their sixth straight win in a ninety-nine point zero two to ninety-five point six six battle. And with that, we will go to the Close match of the week. Dun, dun, dun. The Skunkle Squad coming back on Monday night with Adam Thielen's two receiving touchdowns to beat the Young Ho Fuge and keep both teams at 5-5, five and five, now respectively in 6th and 7th place. Final score, 115.98 to the Skunks, 115.16 to the Young Ho's. Jesus Christ, that's close. This was a sweat. Absolute um, yeah. sweat. So what was going on in this one? I know Fuji was real upset about something. I think it was the Rojo 90 yeah, million the, yard tutter. The 98. Say whoa to Rojo. And, you know, I got to take my hat off and maybe even eat it after uh, he goes for 192 rush yards in that game. Yeah, holy fuck. <laughs> That's a lot of yards. All right, Rojo, you can fucking simmer. We get it. You're, maybe you're not that bad, but like, geez, you didn't have to froggy Fuji like that. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, Fuji's got a lot of guys he got big weeks out of. Mike Evans, newly acquired, 16.7 spot. Antonio um, Gibson, newly acquired, 20.5 spot. Yeah, huge scores there. Brandon Ayuk uh, with a 16.2 spot. Uh, a lot of touchdowns. Fuji got a couple touchdowns in. DJ Moore. Uh, yes. D- does he actually have DJ Moore and DJ Chark? He does. He's a team DJ. Holy shit. We got to get him David Johnson then. And or Duke t- Johnson. Let's get pass him all over there. David Moore from the Seahawks. Just to yeah, confuse that's him. true. That, that would be good. <laughs> he could make an all-name team here. Um and he's and, got Tua Tungavailoa. Holy shit! I never even noticed he started that uh, that Tua through, <laughs> Tua Tua man. Um, and that's yeah. not why he lost. I mean, you look at the QB battle here, and Tua he's won three in a row. You see the the quote from Tua this week where he's like, I'm "Not saying it's hard playing in the NFL. I just thought it would be harder." Holy shit! Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding you. Like direct from Tua, he's like, I. Yeah, I mean, like, sure, I just thought it would be harder than this. It's like, okay, man, like, you've played three games, you're injury-prone, and you're going up against who next week? Denver? Uh, Von Miller's hurt, but, I mean, he does have a pretty easy schedule coming up. The Jets, the Bengals, so. Dude, that's cocky as fuck. Yeah, I thought so, Why is he saying that? Um, yeah. Back to the QB battle, though. As I say, two is not the reason why the young ho is lost, because Ryan Tannehill starts for the Skunks, and um, Tom Brady sitting on the bench. Ryan Tannehill goes for 11.78. Tom Brady goes for 34.84. So I don't know how many points Dallas has 
left on his bench between the playing the wrong quarterback every single week. But I would say his records, you're probably looking at like a seven and three season right now. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the problem when you're, you're carrying two similar caliber quarterbacks and you have to leave it up to flipping a coin or taking your pick each week. You can get kind of a little bit salty about screwing up and playing the wrong guy, but Hey, for the skunks, a win's a win, baby. That's true. You can definitely fade yourself though. And you never want to be doing that. Uh, a bit big, big return to the lineup. Miles Sanders, uh, 12.5 miles to the Sanders, uh, uh-huh. 80, 85 rush yards in his game back, plus a two-point conversion. That's always nice. Two catches for zero yards, but he also dropped four passes in that game as an Eagles fan. So everybody knows Miles Sanders has about 30 targets. And I think he's fifth in the league in drops. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah <I> <laughs> block hands and uh, he's been he's been injured for one two three games <laughs> and he's at his bye already so riddle me that i don't know but uh he's back in the lineup and that's a big boon especially the same week where it looks like jonathan taylor has officially been uh kind of um revoked um circumcised uh usurped as <laughs> the starting back as it looks like naheem hines has taken that over but yeah, okay, question for you. Who is more amered in the Denver Broncos backfield? Melvin Gourdon or Philip Football Lindsay, who rushed for two measly yards for the Fuges? Uh, I think, what did we say? Gordon went for 4.6, 46 rush yards. So I'm going to have to say it might be uh, the young buck here, Philip Lindsay. Um, he's looking dammered. Dude, a few, a, few week, a few weeks ago, they were gassing all up, saying he might be the guy second half of the year. And he comes out and puts up two rushing yards. That's abysmal. Um, yeah. I might see if I can get a Puke Johnson trade for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, at least, you know, you look at the Fuji's lineup, and I'm sure that he's he's on to greener pastures because this week he doesn't have to start Philip Lindsay because he's got Todd Gurley, who was on by this week. Um, also along with Hayden Hurst, but Jordan Reed stepped in, played admirably. Uh, definitely not, again, the reason why he lost, but Philip Lindsay, that's definitely a big old blip on the radar. Young Hoku, also his best player on by. Mm-hmm. Anything else we have to say about this matchup? I think we've pretty much covered everything here. I think we have. Did we mention that Adam Thielen's a gangbuster? Uh, I think we did, but feel free to mention it again. Yeah, just to reiterate that, two touchdowns from Thielen. He's a, he's one of the nastiest white hombres in the league. Um, let's move on. Uh, yep. That's it for week 10. Week 10 in the football books, I believe. Oh, just final final thing. Uh, I will say whoa, whoa to Rojo one more time. Um, but also Skunkle Squad come back to beat Young Ho Fuge in a 115.98 to 115.16 battle. And we're on to week 11. On to week 11. But first, let's take a little pit stop and talk about the transactions of the week. Let's do it because it was a fucking busy week. On the waivers, we had the trade deadline, which passed pretty quietly um, despite um, attempts from several GMs to make some last-minute deals and some last-minute tr- alterations to their roster. We only had the one trade that really materialized, um, with that being myself sending the uh, the Chase Chase Edmund to uh, to the 
Nacho Man Randy Sausages, sorry, a lot of words here, and exchange for Mapletron Chase Claypool. And uh, one weekend, I'm happy with the trade so far, and uh, we'll have to see how it how it goes here on out. Yeah, uh, just a, t- a tidbit here. So when we screwed up Chase Claypool's name, who screwed it up? Was it you? It was me, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, because you had Chase Edmonds, and you called him Chase Claymond. <laughs> which is like the ending to Edmund's name. Anyways, um, yeah, you won the first week of that trade for sure with those two touchdowns from Claypool. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that trade as the season goes on. I'm really going to have to rely on on him as well. And, um, you know, it's it was a trade that I felt like I needed to make um, just from the position of the fact that I ha- I felt like I had five I don't want to call them good, but five serviceable running backs, starting at the bottom with your J.K. Dobbins of the world, um, your Zach Mosses, your Daryl Hendersons, your Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards-Hilaire, and I think I'm forgetting one other cheap skate running back. Oh, and Chase Edmond. <laughs> and so with with those five guys, I was like, I've got five decent enough, not decent, but five running backs you can plug and play. And then after A.J. Brown and... Uh, DK Metcalf, both who had been balling out. And this is before, like, Cole Beasley had had three bad weeks or two bad weeks back to back. And I was saying, I really need to get someone else in at receiver because if something happens to one of those two guys, then I could be absolutely fucked down the stretch. So for me, obviously running backs are harder to come by. And Chase Edmonds, I wish him the best on the greener pastures. And I hope that he balls out for the sausages. But uh, I've really felt like the the value there for me to be able to get a, a guy that's been playing the way that Claypool has been at uh, for Edmonds price tag was definitely worth uh, the gamble for me there. And the funniest thing about it was that I don't even remember submitting that trade to Kev. <laughs> when he started going off in the chat, I was like, oh, cool. Kev's made a trade with somebody. <laughs> and it, it wasn't until YZ went and said, uh, I missed the part where James gave you like a hundred hand jobs or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Like I traded with him. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how this trade goes. Uh, I think um, that Arizona running back situation may be a bit sticky down the stretch, but hey, Kev has faith that Chase Edmonds is going to be the man there. And we'll have to see if Kyler Murray, that that little shifty uh, munchkin there, um, hands the ball off because I don't know how often he does that, but maybe well, maybe enough. We'll see. And I mean, no matter who you're starting, Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds, you got to be realistic. They're either the RB two or the RB three in that offense because Kyler Murray is the RB one. Mm-hmm. That's uh, definitely true. Um, All right. Should we move on to fabs this week? Yes, let's do that. Fab offers. I'll start with the offers and then we'll do the guys that didn't get bid on but got claimed. So Tokyo Titans picked up New England football defense. Uh, Is that an upcoming schedule thing? Who knows? Um, (laughs) They have Houston, Arizona, the Chargers, the Rams, Miami. You know know what he's doing. He's looking at that. Oh no, never mind. They play the Jets. Yeah, it's week, week 17. 17. I don't know exactly what the play is there. Phil maybe I th- maybe read the schedule the Tokyo, wrong. Tokyo Titan must have been hammered. Yeah. <laughs> we'll chalk that one up. Maybe he'll provide a rebuttal on the uh the group chat. 
Um, another defense that went for $0, the Hardons got their uh, Washington football defense. Uh, they're playing the Bungles this week. Um, they got Dallas upcoming. Playoff schedule looks like it's kind of meh. Uh, yeah, San, San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina. That's not a special pickup. We won't talk too much further about that. Uh, Fuji seems to out, have outbid himself on Cam Akers. I <laughs> uh, got him for $0. Um the high, the higher bid of zero dollars against his other claim. Yeah, exactly. That's that seems like a pickup that he's just hoping somebody gets injured in that backfield so Acres can become relevant. Yeah, I gotta say, like you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to pull a Justin Jefferson here. So I think Cam Akers is an outstanding player. <laughs> I think he's gonna do amazing things, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier for him. I, I think he's gonna finish this year next six games probably RB RB ten or what. <laughs> I was going to say RB4, even. I think he's, All right. he's looking All really, right. really good. Take your reverse <laughs> jinx and shut her down. Um, we got the Copenhagen. Nope. Yep. The Copenhagen Cowboys managed to pick up Jameis Football Pig Slinging Winston uh, for $0. Outbid you for $0. A lot of $0 bids flying around. Yeah. Which is big, too, when you consider that he had Carson Wentz starting. Um, starting uh last week and i think he went for seven points and um you know i'll be honest i don't know why i only put zero dollars on james winston knowing that the rest of the most of the league also only has zero dollars so mm-hmm. bit of a head scratcher there from the sweaty grinders not sure <laughs> what was in the maybe got into the sauce when they put that bit in because i think i've now had i've, I've got Derek carr that i picked up uh, another zero dollar bid, but um he'll be in the starting lineup this week with josh allen on by oh there you go yeah bye week um, the cold hustlers scooped up the Los Angeles chargers defense for a $5 winning offer over Primo's picks, $1 winning bid. So other people in the league didn't want them that much, but why did Mark want them? Because they faced the jets this week. And Mark is looking to buy a win at this point. He's dropped four in a row. He is sparing no punches here. How hungry um, are you, Mark? How hungry are you, baby? But I mean, you look at this chargers team and you have to go all the way back to week three to find a game where they've not given up 29 points. Mm-hmm. And the Jets are going to ram it down their throat this week, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a pricey pickup for perhaps maybe a one-week rental on defense. I'm not sure who else Mark has in rotation there. but Dude, uh, yeah, fuck that. They're going to get blown out. Uh, let's move on to the one of the hotter pickups of the week. Marvin Football Jones Jr. I'm pretty sure, honestly, that I uh, – I misclicked there and I meant to put $11. I'm looking at my bid right now and it looks like I put in $1. I, I, my intention was to put 11, but that wouldn't have got it done anyway. Um, would have made it a little saucier. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hey, glad, I'm glad that the skunks put 12 in. I'll tell you yeah, that. The skunk, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't want to overbid and the skunks, uh, you picked them by two. So very nice bid, uh, yourself there. I guess you see potential in Marvin Jones with, uh, Galladay's been out and he's been popping off. Yeah, he's been – I mean, I've never been a big Marvin Jones guy because I he's very boomer bust, and you're talking to the guy that drafted Odell Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's he's been showing a, a lot with Kenny G out. And to be honest, when I picked up Marvin Jones and I placed that $14 bid, I thought that Kenny G was, like, out, out. out for the year. Right. Yeah. But now I'm starting to see, like, didn't he practice today? He might be back. Yeah. This, this, as soon as this week. Yes, sir. Kenny G so smooth yeah. coming back, baby. 
And I was interested actually to talk to you on the pod specifically about that. Mm-hmm. So is Kenny, cause I, I know that he's, he's in a contract year and he's, he's unhappy. He's not been outspokenly unhappy. Like a lot of the wide receivers will do when they want new contracts. But I know that, you know, his agent is saying like, he deserves to be paid like a, a top wide receiver, which he does. And the lions haven't pulled the trigger yet. So there's also speculation that maybe Kenny G's injury isn't as bad as, it actually, yeah, and he's just as been sitting looks. out for contract reasons or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Do you think there's any truth to that? Uh, yeah, honestly, probably because he's an absolute dog, and like a hip pointer is a pretty common uh, football injury. I don't think it should have kept him out as long as it has. Uh, we'll see if he comes back and proves things this week. But I think another big concern for those Detroit football lions is Matty Football Stafford tearing a ligament in his throwing hand. Yeah, that's that's also a big blow. That's another one that I didn't really look at. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see if he can throw the ball uh, accurately with that. Apparently, he's still going to play, but time will tell what the situation is there. Shall we take a look at the other huge pickup on the week? Yeah, and this was the surprise splash player available in week 11. As David Johnson was dropped by the Nacho Man Randy Sausage after um, he hit his head, fell out of bed, and uh, was left for dead by the sausages and just got dropped. You know, like this guy, uh, before his game where he got injured, he had a bye. And then before that, 14 points, 13 points, 11 points, 10 points, 11 points. Um, week one, 18 points. He hasn't had a 100-yard game, but he's been getting – solid usage lowest carries he's gotten a game since week two is 14 so i don't know it's a bit of a head scratcher dropping david johnson there especially when you look at the rest of the sausages roster um which i'm looking at right now lamichael p ryan nelson Aguilar, noah font um wilkins uh i don't know i don't really know why you drop david johnson especially when he's on ir and he doesn't have anybody in his IR spot. He, he, he doesn't have anyone in his IR spot. So I don't know if I agree with that decision to drop David Johnson. There. Yep. No, I think it's pretty weird. Um, probably would have kept him in my IR. Um, similar situation actually happened this year, but also not similar at all is when you dropped George Kittle. But when you dropped George Kittle, the public the public knowledge was that, that he was uh, going to be out for eight weeks at least and toast for the year um this is a bit different there's no out for the year specific messaging it sounds like he's going to be out for i guess what the ir is at least three weeks this year yeah but the big thing with kittle though and i know that so originally it was he's got a broken bone in his foot and it was like a hairline fracture that didn't even show up on the initial x-ray so he had to have an mri on his foot which didn't come until after uh they'd already confirmed he was done for the fantasy year Mm -hmm. he had a broken bone in his foot it was not gonna be able to play then got the mri and then it showed that it was this tiny tiny little break and it was on the top of his foot uh which meant that it didn't hurt as much for him uh, to play as if it was in the, on the bottom where he's putting more weight on it. Um, but th- they're not going to play Kittle if they're out of the playoff picture. There's sure. no way that they're going to, to put him in and further risk detriment to his career down the line if he's not 
uh, if they're not playing for something meaningful. And the way that the 49ers season are going with George Kittle out, with Nick Mullins playing QB, uh, and in that division, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams, yeah, there's not no chance. Yeah, it's, it would seem like they probably won't play him. I think I agree with you. But yeah, the uh, the helmet boppers, though, I mean, hats off. They spend 25 bucks. They get David Johnson. Uh, so he has a new running back, does not have to play Devin Singletary anymore. Well, no, David Johnson's not going to play for like a couple weeks. Like, we're not even sure if he's going to come back week 13. So it's a bit of a, it's a pretty big gamble from Trevor. I remember looking at the waivers in the morning and seeing that David Johnson went for 25 bucks. Oh, so who got him the Gores? I was like, wow, that's the Gores. Classic Gores. Gores will be the Gores. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's all she wrote on that. Yeah, but also Gore's the only guy who oh. has in his IR is, Ju- is Julian Edelman, so he can easily drop Edelman at this point because I don't think he's coming back for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's fair. He's got like a he's got a broken kneecap or something. Right, that's not straight. He got that surgery done on his knee, just a minor procedure, no big deal. Um, <laughs> hey, check check out who bid it on David Johnson. Yeah, I was second. Uh, with twelve dollars, and then after that, yeah, not even so, man. Randy sausage. <laughs> I don't give a shit that you put twelve dollars on him. The Jeege man, Randy sausage is bidding on David Johnson. What is that about? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? That's banana lands. Um, and do they have any fab left? No, they don't. So that was the most that they could bid. Yeah, I know, but still, like, why are you bidding on this guy if you just dropped him? Like, you clearly don't want him. Uh- Another question, too. I mean, the fab, when we take a look at who has the most left, um, is that just burning a hole in the skunk's pocket? They bid $12 on Marvin Jones this week. Don't get their guy. And unless I'm mistaken, no. So the skunks did not pick up anybody else um, in a big week of waivers where there were a few notable names on the wire. Um but yeah, no, I mean, he's got $60 of fab left. We're heading into, he's firmly got the grip. So if a top guy's to go down and a flex, <laughs> or sorry, a, a handcuff becomes available, the skunks are going to get them. Uh, so, I mean, long-term strategy, will it pay off? I guess we're going to find out in the next three weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a bit overboard. He's the wealthiest man in the PMFL. He's got 60 scrones left. Um, yeah, time will tell on that. <laughs> Uh, you playing with house money at this point? Because what the way he's got to look at it is that he's got twenty nine dollars difference between him and the next. Yeah, so he should be spending that twenty nine bucks pretty much. Like it's nothing. Like it's free money. Exactly. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, it was a week where there were some notable names on the waivers. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. I feel like it was just another week where there was a bunch of bums out there for the most part. (laughs) There was a few, a few Uh, guys, a few pickups that went. Um, but a lot of a lot of th- fucking bums, if you ask me, man. I don't know. I mean, David Johnson, Marvin. David Jones, Johnson's a fucking um, bum. This guy's injured as hell. <laughs> like, Jameis Winston, Marquez, Jameis Winston going to throws as many He's turnovers as out. as touchdowns. He's a bum. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Stab City Shamrocks pick up Rashad Perriman. Oh, that's not, no. He's not a bum. Points last week. He's not a bum. How much did he get him for? Zero dollars. Oh, that's a hell of a pickup from Dr. Fab. That's why Dr. Fab is one of the savviest guys on the wire. He does his research and he gets his guys. Shout out to Dr. Fab. How about the uh, helmet boppers also splurging, getting another running back, spending $7 to pick up Devonta Freeman. You can have him. (laughs) Holy shit, isn't that guy on the IR? Where's he at? He is on IR. So now Gores has two IR players. 
And this guy, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him because, like, no, like he doesn't have both of them on his IR. Uh, gotcha. Got two guys gotcha, gotcha. designated IR. But this guy was like originally he rolled his ankle. I he was in a I think he was trying to block Aaron Donald or no, it was Fletcher Cox. He was trying to block when he hurt himself. And then it was like, ah, uh, yeah, high ankle sprain. Like he should be back. It's not that bad. Three games go by. Doesn't step on the field, and then going into the bye, they place him on IR. Oh my god! So he's out for the next. He's out for the next three weeks. So like, I don't know. Maybe he's back for week fourteen. But yeah, that's uh, high ankle sprain is a nasty, nasty injury. Let me tell you, Christian McCaffrey. Um, <laughs> anybody else notable on the wire? I see the Jeej man picked up Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's been on a bit of a heater lately. Three touchdowns in his last two outings. Mm-hmm. I would say Primo's P, the Primo PPs, uh, nabbing, getting back on the QB carousel, and they take Cam Newton for a spin this time, new pony, uh, $3 waiver, um, as well as getting David, David Mirror for $3. Yeah, David. So the dream of an of an all-mirror matchup for uh, for the Andomican Fuges is uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, David Moore, mega boomer bust. This guy needs a touchdown to be relevant. Uh, and Joey definitely picked him up because he thought Tyler Lockett was out. But hey, practicing in full, baby. You'll see him Thursday night. Yeah, and that was an interesting one too because doesn't he have like a knee sprain? Yeah, I don't know what he got. It's just another injury in my long list of baggage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, against Arizona, like it could be a smash spot game. I expect it to be high scoring. I expect DK to go for 400 yards, uh, maybe leave a touchdown here or there for I'll Rocket take it all. I'll but... take anything I can get at this point. <laughs> Uh, final pickup I will mention is I nabbed Zach Ertz for $1. Oh. Uh, he is on IR, but he's been designated to return. He could play as soon as this week. Um, but I'll let you in on a critical error, critical error that I made <laughs> this week. I had Alan Lazard in my IR spot. Yeah. And I had a bid on Zach Ertz and I got Zach Ertz. And I woke up and I saw the bed and I was like, sick, got Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz still had the IR on his name while Alan Lazard had been designated to the active roster. So Alan Lazard is then in my IR spot. And because he didn't have it, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just put Lazard up there. And I put Ertz into my IR spot. And then I'm sitting there thinking like, fuck, what have I just done? Because Alan Lazard, I could have just left him there and then Ertz... I could have dropped him for another tight end down the line. Now Lazard is completely in my lineup, and I'm fucked. I have to, I have to roll with it. So if Zach Ertz doesn't play this week, I'm fucked. I'm going to have to drop somebody good that I don't want to drop. Wait a second. Holy shit, that was confusing <laughs> as fuck. Maybe it's, I've had a long day, but... It's all good, but... You're, you're saying your roster locked? No, not locked, but basically I can't... I can't move Lazard back to IR like he was on before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. It also looks like you have a million people in your bench. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with oh, that, let's I get see, on I the see, predictions. I see what's going on. Yep. <laughs> Should we yeah, start, with, uh, start with my matchup here? Let's do it. Okay, let's go. And look at the freaky rinders. Mm-hmm. Is that loud Not enough? Not louder. One sec, we can edit this. Holy out. fuck! There's a thing that lets me challenge the cold hustlers for a cash prize this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that too. 
doing that for sure. This is... There we go. That's better. And let's open up some projections. Week 11. Yes, sir. Okay. And with that, let's get on to projections. And let's start it off right where we left it with the sweaty grinders going on against the Nacho Man, Randy Sausages. Current projections, 113 to the Sausages, 103 to the Sweaty Grinders. We're on the clock, Mr. Hungry. What do you think? I this? think this will be an interesting matchup. It is the Sweaty Grinders' first week without Josh Football. Allen, who's been an absolute stud, late-round draft pick, slotting in Derek Carr in his replacement. Um, big matchup against Kansas City. Derek Carr took Kansas City to Pound Town last time they played um, with a big 40-spot win or 40-point win for the team, 27 fantasy points. We'll see if he can repeat that. Uh, on the other side of the coin, this is a battle of the trade from last week. We got Chase Edmonds going up against Chase Claymond. Um, Claymond's got last week in the books. We'll see who takes this week. Um, big matchup to watch there. What do you think, James? Yeah, we'll find out real quick on Thursday night if Chase Edmonds can uh, can live up against that soft underbelly of the Seattle defense. Uh, Marvin Jones, the new pony in the lineup. And of course, as soon as I go ahead and spend $14 on him, he gets hit with a cue and his knee didn't practice on Wednesday. They say it's likely a maintenance day for Jones, but we will see because he is known to have knee issues. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back in the lineup. We'll see what he can do against the Raiders defense. Big game for me there. Daryl Henderson uh, going against Tampa Bay. Another tough matchup. I need those two wide receivers, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, to turn it around from last week. Derrick Henry going against a tough defense in Baltimore. Melvin Gordon going against a surprisingly tough defense in Miami. Brandon Cooks, tough week last week. And Julio Jones back in the starting Julio Going against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, so, I mean, this is a close I'll be honest, I'm not feeling super confident, and we'll see what happens with my tight end going into yep. Sunday. I think if you don't find a tight end, you take an L. If you find a tight end who puts up more than eight points, you might squeak out a win here. That sounds like a bit of a dirty projection, but we'll, uh, we'll get it to <laughs> All right. <laughs> who we got next? We're going to go straight to my matchup. We got the uh, Al Yous. Uh, projected for 135 against the cold football hustlers projected for 131. This is projected to be a big dog bout of the week, but you know how that turned out for me last week. Yep. And we are on the clock and holy shit, this is a fucking fat projection. And why is it so fat? You ask? Well, I think for the first time all season, the cold hustlers have both their first overall pick, Michael Thomas projected at 16 and their second overall pick, Joe Mixon projected at 14.4 in the lineup. I don't think we've seen that yet. Juju coming off a big game. Robbie Anderson, the best pick in the last round of the draft this year. Kareem Hunt going against Philly. This is what Mark has been waiting for. He finally has his entire team in the lineup. It's all coming together just as he slips out of playoffs. So this is going to be a huge matchup because one of these teams is going to come out and walk away with a win. And one of them is going to go down with a loss. And I got to say, Mr. Hungry, if you lose, you are in the thick of the playoff race. And if the cold hustlers lose, they are really on the outside looking in. Yeah. I'm looking to put the cold hustlers in the grave, give them their fifth straight loss. Um, Look for Tyler Lockett <laughs> to have a repeat performance against the Arizona Cardinals. Last time he put up a 45.5 spot. I fully expect him to do that again on Thursday night in a knee brace. 
That's reasonable, yeah. <laughs> I need my fucking running backs to get the points that they're projected. These guys are over-projected as fuck. They have... <laughs> Kalen Balazs, 14 Yeah, points? dude, trust me. My guys absolutely slap. Um, the Jets are going to... Uh, I'm going to take Jameson Crowder, and I'm going to slot him in for a 28 spot against those Los Angeles defense. He's going to bang up Mark's defense, and uh, the Chargers are just going to run the ball all game with Kalen Balazs. And you know that the baller Waller is going to have a big game this week going against Kansas City. Interesting tidbit, the Las Vegas Raiders have ran the ball more than anybody the last three weeks or four weeks. 60% of plays they run, but they've also been in good game scripts. This is why Josh Jacobs has been popping off. But going against the Chiefs, they're not going to be able Mm -hmm. to do that. So expect a big smash spot game from Darren the baller Waller and Derek. Yes, sir. Who we we got next? Um. Yeah, oh, sorry. I didn't predict, I didn't predict who please. I thought was going to win. Ooh, I'm going to say the Cold Hustlers with their full lineup in here are going to squeak I this one out. I love hearing that. Overperform. I'm going to say the Cold Hustlers hit 140 and Mr. Hungry hits 138. Voodoo, pee pee poo poo. Let's go. Um, <laughs> we got the Helmet Football Boppers going up against the Tokyo Football Titans. Speaking of fat projections, the Titans are projected a 140-plus banger against the Boppers' 130 spot. We're on the clock. Is that the first 140 spot projection? No, we've there's seen? been others, I think. Um, it's pretty exotic, though. It is. And you got to, I mean, cue on Kamara, cue on James Robinson. What's going on? Dude, his, I think this has got to be a maintenance his play. Hugh, no? His whole team is Q. Uh, this might be the end of the football Titans. Uh, I'm projecting the boppers <laughs> to absolutely smash this one. <laughs> this is for sure going to be the froggy of the week. <laughs> he's got the star of beauty. Um, the transgender, whatever he's talking. Uh, in there, he's got TJ football, Hawkinson. Um, Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, Edmonds, and Kyler Murray. He's got two out of the three running backs in that backfield. And uh, Aaron Jones going up against the Colts, uh, who are a bit of a tough defense, but I think he'll get straight. What do you think? I think we might know who's going to win this matchup after that Thursday. Yeah, game. so who's in? Yes, that Thursday game is, is big time. If, if the boppers go crazy, it'll confirm that it's Froggy of the Week. If they go soft, then um, <laughs> it'll be another Tokyo Titans underperformance W with all those cues in the lineup. <laughs> uh, Deontay Johnson balled out last week. Uh, Devontae Parker has been slowing down a little bit. Um, we'll see. The Tokyo Titans, they got exposed. <laughs> Even in a win the Tokyo TTs. <laughs> Tokyo TTs. Uh, I think another big week from um, the special teams for the boppers here. Uh, they've got Cleveland defense going against Carson. Can't throw the ball once. And it may, I, maybe this could be a, a bopping 2.0 and he could put Eagles fans out of their misery. Everywhere. Yeah, throw the ball to Fulgham more than once, please. Um, <laughs> more, more than once. More than once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more than once. Gotcha. All right. I think we both predicted the bombers. Yeah, landslide, froggy. froggy. Let's Tokyo, move on. The Tokyo TTs and so, who do we have projection next? that's not close. We got the Copenhagen football, Wintergreen football, Cowboys going up against the hard on. Shut it down. One thirty projection to one oh seven. Andre is projected above a hundred. Let's see if he can get the right guys in the lineup this time. Um, yeah, here we go. He has Aaron Rodgers going up against Indianapolis. That's a bit of a tough defense. We'll see how he fares. On the other side, we have um, the question mark of whether or not we're going to see Jameis Winston against the Atlanta Falcons or Carson Wentz. 
I think uh, we might see Jameis Winston, and that could be an absolute pick fest. I think we would be uh, – I, I would be surprised if we see Winston this matchup after the game. He just had uh, Winston going up against that Atlanta defense. That's a nice start. Um, but clearly Bass has already maneuvered his lineup today because you can see Zeke is back mm-hmm. in there um, along with uh, nobody else. So, yeah, he's he's been out of his lineup. <laughs> but, hey, honestly, start of the season, you look at Bass's lineup on paper and you think what team is going to beat him. And, and here, here we, we are. are. He's in a sweat box <laughs> matchup with the hard hunts to remain in the playoff hunt. And all of these games are meaningful. And, you know, even the hard ons could still make playoffs. Can they? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they can't. No. Holy fuck. Yeah. Let's get a fact <laughs> check on that. Um, they, they're just, they, after this week, they may be mathematically eliminated if they lose. Yeah. Who knows? And then the Stranger important things. games. Uh, begin in week 14. We'll see uh, who's the, who the hard-ons are going to be facing. Could be anybody. Yeah, and the hard-ons have left. So Keelan Cole, he's clearly not feeling confident that he's going to repeat that uh, kick return to touchdown game that he had. Miles Gaskin still on the IR. I hate that just because I like saying his name mm-hmm. on the podcast. Uh, head case Antonio Brown on the bench for the Copenhagen Cowboys, but I think Yahoo's got this one right. And, you know, I, I could see Basso's team putting up 150, yeah, like okay. 160. Here, go for a highest I don't really give score a fuck about Basso's team. Is Andre going to make it over the 100 mark threshold this week? I am going to yeah, say yes. I'll give him a vote Andre of confidence, too. And that I say Justin Tucker kicks for 36 Bingo, points. Bingo, that'll and, do it. Uh, but he still just cracks Barely. 100 at 102 points. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> All right, who do we have next? Things on the pod. All right, moving on. We have the Indomitian Fujis going up against the Steb City Chubadoobi Damadams, uh, Dr. Fabagram, um, the second place 8 and 2 Gangbang Gars up against Fuji. They're projected to win 116, 107. Which would, would be game seven in a row for the Stab City. Yeah, Shibabas. they are a force to be reckoned with, as I found out this week. Um, just kidding. I didn't find out shit last week. It was a shit show for both of us, but he finds a way to get the win and I got to respect it. Uh, he's got Prashad Perryman in his lineup, the New York Jets receiver. We'll mm-hmm. see how that works out for him. I think that was a savvy pickup, but time will tell. Um, yeah, he's got a, a new questionable tag as well. Uh, looks like he's just been limited and he'll probably be playing, but the guy has not been able to stay healthy this year. Also, Ahmed, the dead terrorist, who's <laughs> filling in for... Uh, miles to the gas can at Miami running back position. Why is he just finds a way to plug and play these guys? Nobody's yep. ever heard of. Uh, he's got Dalvin cook in the flex, which is um, interesting, but uh, it's a big bye week So this is uh, the Tokyo to last week. Um, this is the stab cities uh, bye week. They've got um, Stefan Diggs not playing Darius Slayton, not playing and Chris Carson, not playing. So, those are those are key yep. players for the stab of dupes. And this is I mean, if the young hoes ever needed a win, they need a win. Like they're they're in it. This is this is the playoff bout. They don't they do not want to be heading back to the toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. They've been there before. And uh, you got to beat the top teams in order to to be the top team. So it's, who do you? Uh, I'd love to hear your take on uh, the young hoes state of the franchise. Yeah, state here. of the franchise, shaky, a lot of bums, but. Uh, it's the Young Ho Fujis. They're scrappy. They'll find a way to at least put themselves in a position to try and achieve a win. Um, but I think the story of this this matchup, as 
the story of most matchups involving the Fujis uh, is the gross under projection of their kicker. Uh, Young Hui Ku only projected nine points uh, and Fujis projected to lose by about nine points. I think they should really double that. I, I put them in for an 18 spot and this looks like a tie game off the rip. And there's a couple of other interesting underlying storylines here as well. This is a battle Trade, of the big yeah. trades because you've got Chris Carson, who was sent over to the Stab City Shamrocks, who's not playing. Um, meanwhile, you've got Antonio Gibson in the lineup. You've got Mike Evans in the lineup playing against their old team. Uh, also a battle of the Washington football team running backs with Gibson going against McKissick um, on that early Sunday game. Who wins this one? Um I think the uh, Fuges actually upset the Stabadubers um, here. And it's going to be a nail-biter, though. Nail-biter for the Young Ho Fuges. I think the, the luck's going to have to give out at some point. And if there's any team that is going to be able to froggy luck, it might be the Fuges. Mm-hmm. Although I think Watson and Fuller in a dome is going to be dangerous. So this one's going to be a fucking sweat. Yeah, at home against the Pats, whose defense hasn't looked as good. But let's move on to our final projection of the week. And this is, like all the other games, very fucking important. As the sixth place Skunkle Squad, 5-5, five and five, going up against the Lucky Lucky Primo Peas, 11th place, 4-6. and six. Right now, Yahoo has the Skunks winning this one by three points, 119-116. to 116. Uh, We are on the clock. Lucky Lucky Primo P. Um, will he be able to do enough? here to defeat the Skunkle squad who have absolute gangbang guards in the wide receiver slot, Adam Thielen and Tyree Kill, Christian Kirk. Uh, these guys are busting big play guys. I think uh, Joey's going to have to hold them off, and the only way to do so is with an actual solid performance out of James Football Connor against those Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's um, you look. I look up and down the projections here, and Skunks just have Rojo. Christian Kirk, uh, Miles Sanders, Tyree Kill, Adam Feeling. He's got Tom Brady in the lineup this week playing against the Rams defense in oh, the rain. Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But I guess Tannehill's going up against Baltimore. But Tom Brady, he gets the Monday night sweat. So, yeah, no, we'll see what happens. Yep. But uh, the Primo's picks, I mean, James Conner, this, this could be it. Like, he – Never needed James Conner to have a bigger game than this, especially when Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's going against Kansas City, so game script's not going to be great. So he really needs Conner to come through this game. Keenan Allen going up against the Jets. He could have a big, big game. Newly slotted in Cam Newton in that same dome that we just talked about with uh, the Stab City Stack Rocks. Uh, David Moore in the starting line. Along with Logan Thomas, that exotic two tight end set here for Primo's picks, Eric Ebron and Logan Thomas. Yeah, I do not like the exotic two tight end set, uh, but it may work out for the Primo's peas if Eric Ebron can get back in the reception column. He only had two receptions last week and only three the week prior, which was luckily saved by a touchdown. Um, I think this one's frigging going to be close, man. I think on paper right now, the Skunks yep, should I win agree. this game. But there's Joey has a lot of players that could tilt things in his favor. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, and James Conner. That's what I say it comes down to. But I'm going with my gut here. I'm going to say that the Skunks hang on to win this one, advance to six and five. Unfortunately, leave Joey at uh, four and seven, and boy, does he need it. But I'm going to say that the Skunks 
keep the original Yahoo projection 119. All right, fair enough. I'm going to say that the Primos picks take this because I want to see the world burn. Everybody can be five and seven. <laughs> or five and six. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And uh, just like our stomach was burning after fucking 26 meals of general Holy shit. in the no variety. five days. Holy shit. What a pod. How was uh we burned through that. Um I feel like I had a lot of calories that I needed to burn um after that wet market. Oh, that and market. I'm just um you know, I'm really sad that you didn't get to have that emotional moment with that Holy panda fuck. bear. Are we still talking about that shit? We gotta bury the hatchet on that stuff. I- I think that you need to go to counseling to talk about that because what happened should never see the light of day again. Um, But on that note, thanks everyone for listening. Best of luck to all teams out there. It's going to be a banger of a week. And I think that the playoff picture uh, might be a little clearer, but who knows? It's the fucking PMFL and it might just get a whole murky waters, baby. Great pod. Catch you guys all uh, next week. Good luck this weekend. Captain D out. You're hungry. Out.